Hi, Jim. Well, hello, Doug. It sure has been a long time. Oh, man, has it? You're telling me. I know. I've been accosted by some listeners of ours when I, I see them out in public and they say, Hey, where the fuck is the... Where's the fucking podcast? Where and I'm is like, it? What the fuck happened to it? And I know, I, I have uh, people doing the same with me. Stopping me in the middle of the street and shit. Standing in front of my van. I was like, hmm. Something must be going on with this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, people I need guess to hear it. They I guess need it. We should give the people what they want. Though. That's it. We're here to give you what you want. Now, it's been a few weeks. A lot of shit has happened. But we're not going to talk about any of that dumb shit. We're just going to fill you in on what the fuck we've been doing and where we've been. And Well, I guess you'll just have to wait to hear. Sure. But we don't expect to take another three-month hiatus. But if one is to happen, we'll let you know. And I didn't know that if I was going to take a sabbatical, the wheels were going to come off this motherfucker. Yeah, there's no wheels left. They're I, all I gone. I had no idea. And in this episode, where's Arona? Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. No snappy little intro. We're and, back. And you thought we left you for good. Yes. Sorry to let you down, fuckers. We're going to give it a shot again. <laughs> Until the wheels fall off again. Yeah, we'll grind this thing right to the fucking axle. I don't even give a shit, Doug. I don't uh-huh. even care anymore. The only thing I do know, and that I do care about, COVID's over, baby! Hey. <laughs> Holy shit. We made it. Now, it's actually been over for a few months. It actually ended about the same time that our podcast ended. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that a coinky dink? I'm not saying that we're the Illuminati, but, you know. We ended COVID. (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. We were right about it in the beginning, and we've just been living life high on the hog since it ended. We were only doing the podcast to get us through COVID. (laughs) And we didn't really know what the fuck to do when COVID ended. That's right. And now that it's over, what do you do? Well, I guess we're just going to see if we still have our chops. This we will. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome back to Ignore the Rant, uh, fine, fine listeners. I hope you're still there. Sorry we left you. I kind of feel like a bad parent. Like I left a child like like in the frozen aisle and and then I just left the (laughs) store And then, like, I don't know, a full season went by, and I was like, oh, fuck, I got a kid. I need to go find that fucker. Where is he? He's probably, like, walking, talking, got a new family. (laughs) Selling weed. I need to go (laughs) kick that door in, get my kid back, and be like, come here. You belong at home with me. So, come on, kids, get back in the van. We're going to go down yet another episode. The top story is Arona's departure. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll hit that straight from the top. Uh, a lot has happened. This episode will basically just be filling in kind of where we've been, what we've been up to, uh, for whatever that's worth. Over the past three months or whenever the fuck it was, like, I released an episode with David from Through the Muck and the Mire, I think, uh, like, two months ago, something like that. I don't know. I lost count. 
And but even before that, Arona and I did three episodes together. And before that was the last time that all three of us did an episode together. Right. So it's but it's been at least two months since anyone's even heard Arona. Well, I don't know. I think we talked about this. I remember there was one time where David uh, David found out that Arona was my roommate, and that surprised him. He didn't know. So I imagine that our listeners, unless they know us personally, might not have any fucking clue that Arona was my roommate when he moved to Georgia from Arizona. And the plan the whole time was that I was just a landing spot for him right. to get a job, save up some money. Get a place of his own. That old, that old. Yeah, get his shit together. Yeah, that old tale. To you get your shit together. And I'm happy to report that he has, and he has. So he's gotten his shit together, and he has found a place of his own. And he moved. Goodness gracious, two weeks ago. I am terrible with time. I think it was two two weeks ago. That sounds right. Now, I'm going to visit him. Uh, we're recording this Friday. Uh, on Memorial Day weekend, and I'm going to go visit him Sunday. So in a couple of days, I'll go see his new digs, see where he's at, see how he's living. And report back. And then I will report back. <laughs> now, he's still, you know, anytime he wants to come be on the show, he can be. It just, now he's not next door. Like, it, like when it was all three of us all living on the same road, sharing a property line, very super easy to just. Yeah, very easy. Just. Just saunter, together. saunter right over and hit record. That's it. But he's now he's he's got a bit of a commute. So it will probably m- be more of this format. And maybe remote, you know. He can, yeah, he can possibly do like, remote. I know that we have his mic beginning. here and all that stuff. And like I said, I'll know all that more when I see his new digs. Right. Because when we first started out, he was in Arizona. Correct. And um, and we did it, you know. So, yeah. Man, Arona yeah. knows he's welcome on the show, but... Uh, I'm saying all this in case if he decides, ah, no, I'm loving my new life. Fuck your show. If that's the case, then I'm just saying that there's always a possibility. It might just be <laughs> me and Doug with an occasional guest every now and right. then. But yeah, you won't be hearing Arona on this episode because he has flew the coop. He has spread his wings and he's flown and then fell down some stairs. But... <laughs> Well, he's, I've yeah, been I've been own. working on music the whole time. Hey, the reason that I that I took the know, break took the break to begin with uh, took a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still ongoing, at, at, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been a it's been a whirlwind of musical ideas just swirling around. Just a little mu- music factory down around. here. Yeah, just a bunch of little. Uh, Music gnomes just churning out fucking tunes. This is kind of ironic. Yeah, it's actually pretty fucking ironic. We started this podcast on July 4th of last year. That we did. July 4th of this year, Stumblewitch will be dropping its first single. Holy shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Hold on, Doug. You got to pull the sound effects out for that one. Say say that again. Stumblewitch, coming to you. July the 4th. Yeah, Fucking baby. nothing but the finest on this show for you, Doug. Yeah, baby. So, well, yeah, we've been uh, doing a lot of tracking, a lot of video shit, got a lot of stuff to edit together and 
get it all together. That gives me eh, basically a month of, uh, you know, I don't know, six to eight hours a night down here <laughs> doing shit <laughs> to get this shit ready. So, but yeah, uh, I'll find a break in there somewhere and we'll, we'll keep this thing rolling. So about two hours more than usual. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. A couple hours more than usual. Yeah. Because usually I'm down here three, four hours. That's what I say. You're usually down here yeah. anyway. Three, four hours a night. And, uh, but now there's but a now deadline. It's now it's double time. And yeah. So but now there's a deadline. Yes. The clock is ticking. It is. So in, uh, yeah, in about a month, that's one third of the time that we've, uh, gotten together. So it'll, it'll fly by before you know it. Right. And, we, and plus we'll have to do a, uh, podcast for our anniversary podcast, of course. Oh, absolutely. That'll be, uh, that should be a pretty good night. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been up to, man. Well, fuck yeah. And, I- uh. Yeah, I haven't haven't been watching the news, no politics, none of that shit. But I will say this, across my news feed of the things that I have seen, I'm going to preface this by saying that I believe in karma. I am a true believer in karma. I'm a believer in what comes around goes around. I don't understand where it's headed, where the woke wokeness is headed. And I I'll get into this is the story. That that came across my news feed, and I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Some woke motherfucker with a computer that blogs every day or whatever, that somebody that's on Twitter and has many followers or whatever, mm-hmm. obviously just discovered the movie Tropic Thunder. Oh, no. Now, we mentioned, remember, I mentioned, <laughs> we mentioned this, we talked about this in a podcast maybe six months ago. We were talking about movies that couldn't be made today. Oh, yeah. That was my number one. Yeah. That was my number one movie. That For movie sure. could not be made today. Okay. Obviously, this douchebag discovered that there was a movie, what, 15 years ago? It's been, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's that, been, that movie's, it's been a long ass time. It's been a long time. So, this guy, this woke individual, all of a sudden uh, realizes that there was a movie 15 years ago, probably when he was in diapers. 2008. Yeah. Okay. So 13 years ago. Yep. Yeah. Pretty close. Pretty close. 13 years ago. There's a 13-year-old movie. I don't know how old this guy is. If he's, you know, I don't know. I don't know how old he is. He's probably, it's probably this 18. Is, this, is, this is my point in this. All of you woke individuals, which I'm sure none of them will ever hear my voice saying this because, uh, you know, that's just Go out, tell your woke friends. But anyway, any woke individual out there, you should really think about karma. You should really think about all of the things that you're doing to cancel people and to supposedly put them in their place because of of acting and songs and I mean, basically art and you're supposed to be an artsy kind of generation. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Robert Downey Jr. Playing a black man in that movie was funny as fuck. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care if you're a black person, a white person. It don't matter. I've talked about it with my black friends many times and they said he was fucking dope. That's how they all say it, man. He did a good job in that shit. And he did. It was funny. It's funny. It's fun. It's comedy. It's it's meant to be laughed at. It wasn't meant to be I'm making a statement that 
I um think I can, you know, be a black man. That's not what it that's not what it is. It's a fucking movie. It was directly pointing fun at racial exactly. humor. That's exactly because he was a he was a white guy. It was what was funny as hell is the one scene. I'm a in dude the movie. playing a dude who thinks he's another dude. Yeah, that's it. I'm just a dude playing a dude that's playing another dude. Yeah. So I mean, and that's uh, that's what it was. It was acting, and that is it is uh, that that movie is funny as shit. I mean, and if if this woke culture starts jumping on movies like that and and going after them i mean like i said the movie's 13 years old everybody in the world was laughing at that movie when it came out yeah you know if if there was a problem with it when it came out there would have been black people uprising against the movie when it came out that didn't happen it didn't happen no and it's because People knew what funny was. Yeah. Now, people don't know what funny is anymore. No, this this generation of of culture uh, is. Just, uh, I, I don't know what to call it. Culture is that what you'd call it? It's a it's a cultural shift in a very very dangerous direction. Well, it's funny you bring up karma because they believe that they are the soldiers of karma they think that they are handing out karma and that is their brutal mistake their biggest downfall that it is because all of these people that are doing this cancel culture shit and really hammering it something is gonna happen in your life it coming up if you believe in karma like i do you have some major shit coming your way when you throw and, and they're always talking about throwing negative energy. You don't throw any negative energy, man. That is, you can't get more negative than that. You can't get any more negative than to constantly bash anything, a movie, a song, um, a, an individual, you know, that actually, you know, might've played a part in something or whatever. There's no live and let live anymore. It's you live by my rules or you're fucking canceled. And that is bullshit. Well, that is bullshit. Well, here's the thing. If if we're working off of the, the idea that they believe that they are the arbiters of karma, one rule of karma is, well, especially if you're writing a wrong, karma is humorless to them. To me, karma is fucking hilarious. Yeah, when karma's actually when it actually yeah when it's when it's not being forced. Instant karma is really hilarious. Oh my god, <laughs> fucking some of the funniest shit I've ever seen online yeah, is yeah. instant karma. Karma yeah. based. Yeah, that's it. But like, be- <laughs> because because there's no humor with these stupid fucks, they don't know what. Like, Lord help them if they ever find out a movie called Blazing Saddles was ever made. No, I know. I know. Like, there's so much to be canceled that they will, there's enough material for them to spend the rest of their lives under these new stupid rules that they've created, that they're the only ones that they give a fuck about these stupid rules. And, you know, I'm just going to keep moving on with my day. Because here's, here's the thing about, like, this whole, you know, like, like on YouTube, for instance, They've tried to cancel every single thing, and we'll get to this. I do want to talk about this. I, I know we're not going to get political or whatever, or, or like up-to-date current events, item one, item two, story one, story two thing, but we will talk about uh, a little pat on our back about, well, just where we were a year ago and what we were talking about and how we're vindicated. 
going back to this whole YouTube thing, like if you even said up until maybe this week, certain things, you were immediately canceled. Right. You couldn't, you weren't allowed to do things. You weren't allowed to say things. You weren't allowed to joke about things. And this has been going on for years. So anything that looked like, and most of the time it was always in the humor sphere. Like if somebody was making fun of a, a special needs individual, canceled. Or gay. Or if, you, anything, if, you made, if you made any racial jokes, canceled. Yes. Well, I'm here to tell you, I've had a lot of time on my hands over the last three months, and I'm still on the internet at an unhealthy amount of hours a day. So I've just been perusing. And the news, I'll be honest, is just boring as fuck. So I've, I've just gone places on YouTube that I've never gone before. And I was amazed. Just as... Just as shocked as this wokester fuck found Tropic Thunder, I was just that shocked when I found what I found on YouTube. There's still some good shit on some YouTube. Nuggets. Uncancelable stuff, too. Right. So what I'm about to play for you here, and I'll put the whole video up on our Instagram because it's a visual thing that's funny as fuck, but there's this kid who's mentally handicapped, and he knows it. He's fully aware of it who plays the role of a retarded cop. And this was 13 years ago as well. Literally 13 years ago. This probably came out the week Tropic Thunder came out, back when America had a sense of fucking humor. But it's literally called Retarded Policeman Number 4, Racial Profiling. And I'm just going to give you a little gander of it, Dougie. Yay! He is a cop, and he's learning impaired. He's a retarded policeman. That's me. You know why I pulled you over? Um, because I was speeding? No, because you're black. We're supposed to pull people over and they're black. I'm supposed to hit you with this now, okay? What? No way. Yes, Ray. Please get on the ground so I can beat you. No. Come on. I'm just trying to do my job. Look, man. You can't go around beating people with clubs. Well, maybe you can't, but I'm LAPD. I have a quota. There's got to be something I can do to get out of this. Well, I'll let you go on one condition. Anything, man. Whatever you want. Two blowjobs later. That kicked ass. <laughs> Yo, dog, you one badass, racist, drug-addicted, retarded cop. Well, I guess Larry King was right. We can all just get along. Bye. He is a cop and he's learning impaired. He's a retarded policeman. Holy fuck. That is, that's great. That's great, man. When I stumbled across that, it gave me a little bit of hope. <laughs> I was like, this thing has survived on YouTube for 13 fucking years. And they can't cancel it because he's legit retarded. Right, right. And he's like, he's not making fun of retarded. He's yeah. making fun of cops. Right. Which right. is in vogue. Yeah. That's an uncancelable video yeah. right now. Yep. And, and it, that's funny as hell, dude. That's, that's good <laughs> shit. That's good shit. Right there. So I've been having a ball uh, in this time off. I've been up to all kinds of things, Doug. Get on the ground so I can beat you. <laughs> but I'm trying to do my job. <laughs> I mean, he's got a handful of these videos. All kinds of little skits. Uh, him just acting out the tropes of what a lot of people think cops do. And it's, you know, given the time that we're in now, uh, 
Mwah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It it's is. fucking beautiful. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. It'll be. Yeah, that was funny. That video will be up on our Instagram. Um, I think I remember it. Ignore the rant underscore podcast on Instagram. Fuck, dude. I don't know. Just search ignore the rant on po- uh, on Instagram and. If there's another one, well, we're let us know. We we've been gone so long, there might be a whole another fucking ignore yeah. the rant podcast. We're so social media. <laughs> we we're just on it, man. We are fucking. We're at the tip of the spear, Doug. We, we are. We're on the we cutting are, edge. We're the cutting edge of fucking. We are paving the way for everyone else. Move the fuck out of the way, and everybody get in our wake. We're making waves. But <laughs> but <laughs> so instead. And it's not that I don't still pay attention to the news, and it's not that we still won't have current event-based episodes, but, I mean, you don't really just take three months off and then just come in like nothing's fucking happened. <laughs> right. Well, I, like I said, I have I have watched less news in the past four months, four or five months, than I have probably since I was 20 years old. That's the truth. Well, it's... It's legit bad TV. It's boring as all fuck. Like, the news loses its shit over Biden getting ice cream. And it's not news. And it's like, okay, are we it's doing not, this now? Is this play school right. time with the president? Like, what the fuck is this? But it's not news. Especially everything we're going through right now is definitely proving that it's not news. No. There's nothing. Because there is shit happening. Yeah, they're just not, you know, that's not news. It's the most boring, especially, I mean, come on, man. This is the equivalent of going through the first five seasons of Game of Thrones, and now we're like, they just said, fuck six and seven, let's just drop you off in season eight, like the worst fucking one, and it's like, this is fucking terrible. And you know what should be in the news is the shortage of everything. Oh. And I'm, no one's talking about Dude, that. we got shortages of chicken. Everything. Everything. We, we got shortages of chicken, lumber, labor, gas. Well, aluminum, that's one thing. Aluminum, huge right now. Well, that's one thing that we went through. We surprisingly we have listeners all over this great land of ours and even some in canada right and uh and in some other countries which i won't name because i'm pretty sure it'll put us on a cia list (laughs) (laughs) but a few weeks ago here on the east coast especially in atlanta holy fuck we had a little bit of a a, a drip drip problem in our gas in our in our gas hose there was no gas nowhere fucking at all nowhere i know it was crazy it was insane now I decided that week, because it lasted the entire fucking week, but I decided that week, well, really, I didn't decide. I'm talking all kinds of shit, like I'm some, you know, big dick swinging motherfucker making my own decisions. I was told to go out of town that week for work. So I spent that week in Charleston and Savannah, which was still, obviously, even more on the eastern seaboard. You can't go any further. Right. We're already east. We can't go any more easter. But they didn't have nearly the fucking issue or well, the issues because, that Atlanta had. Well, Atlanta, man, everybody flipped the fuck out. Everybody freaked out, and they were putting gas. In. You see the lady putting the gas in the garbage bag? Did you see that's, that? That's an old video. That's uh, from well, a few yeah, years ago. Still, I mean, I'm sure there were people doing it here. There, there were, were a lot people, of dum-dums. They were putting gas in anything. They Man, when I pulled up to the gas station the day that I was able to get gas, and I didn't realize, I, I don't know why, I don't know why I didn't think about it, but I only got like $10 worth of gas that day. And I wasn't thinking about the next day, you know. And uh, Tomorrow's so, a lifetime yeah, away, the, Doug. So the next day, the next day I couldn't get gas. But that, on the day that I got gas, when I went to the gas station that I went to, there was a, a guy with a boat 
filling up the gas in his boat, filling up the cans in his boat. It was crazy. Oh, it I was s- crazy. I saw some fucked up shit, even in Charleston and Savannah. A lot of people doing that kind of shit. Yeah. Like just filling RVs up, filling up literal crazy. Rubbermaid buckets yeah, like yeah. on their little trailers and shit. I'm yeah. like, that's not, that's not going to last <laughs> at all. Not safe. <laughs> Especially if you slam on your brakes, you're just going to fucking whoop. Nothing evaporates like gas. <laughs> no, no, no. Mineral There's, spirits and gas, they have about the same evaporation rate and that is fucking fast. Atlanta was plagued with... The attack of the retards. And I'm not talking about the guy in the video I just played for you. I mean, literal, like, slow to understand the scenario in which it is happening. And it was just like the toilet paper, paper towel shortage rush of 2020. But now it's gas. And it's like, hey, look, motherfuckers, you can take all the goddamn TP you want. I can just go straight shit to shower right. and coffee move on baby. with my day. But if, filters. <laughs> but if you're taking oh, old t-shirts, yeah. I mean, the, the list is endless, Doug, but there's not like 15 different things I can shove in my car to make it go down the fucking road. Right. So you start fucking with gas. That's when it's like click clack time. And it was not a, it was not a fun experience. I'll be honest to be out of town that whole week and driving the entire time. I was on my way to Charleston right when this shit was like, like it was obvious this is going to be a thing yeah and we don't know how long this thing is going to be but this thing is not going to be good and the first gas station i hit in south carolina immediately there were lines around the fucking gas station half the pumps were already out and it was like nine in the fucking morning on monday and i was like i've got to go i've got to find a way to continue to charleston drive all over charleston for two and a half days and then drive from Charleston to Savannah, drive around Savannah for two days, and then drive the fuck back to Atlanta. I was like, that ain't, that ain't I'm going to be fucking a Charleston resident here. It, in another month, this is my prediction, uh, I say maybe a month to five weeks, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to get anything to build with. You're not going to be able to get paint. You're not going to be able to get, and I know, I know the paint part of it. I'm right in it right now. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I I've had to go to multiple paint stores to find a gallon of flat white paint. Well, it's because there's that, a war on white, it's, Doug, and it's, it's affecting everything. No, it's just it, it's insane the shortages that are going on right now that you don't hear about on the news. Yeah, it's because nobody's wanting to work and make this shit function the way it's supposed it's to. It's incredible, dude. It really is. I mean, plywood. Most people don't realize how much plywood should be. A three quarter inch piece of plywood. This is a four by eight sheet of plywood. Usually ran about anywhere from 18 to 21 bucks, depending on the kind of plywood you got. Mm-hmm. That shit is 90 bucks a sheet now. I don't 90, see anything. $90 <laughs> a sheet. I don't see anything wrong with that, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. That is like, that's the price of building a house basically going up about four, four, about four times. Yeah. Four times the price. Yeah, 400% increase. And what and what people don't understand, especially because most people got away from the trades decades ago, and so they don't understand what that all affects. If if you are a contractor, if you're in construction, if you own a construction firm, or it doesn't fucking matter. If if your business is predicated on you bidding on projects, especially large projects. Those projects are already in the works and negotiated months 
in advance before the first piece Some, of lumber sometimes drops years correct yeah. if it's big enough yeah but at least you're even a house you're planning months in advance yes, yes. and all of the agreements occur on pricing everyone knows that there's going to be oh we we operated under budget we went over but that's what you always hear all you stupid fucks that just sit at home and watch hd tv wishing your home looked like the shit they have on tv that's what they mean when they go we went under budget on this project. It's because they they estimated what they thought that project should cost based on cost of items and labor at the time that they are making that bid. Right. Now they are awarded that bid at that price. There's nobody no in their when they do it. There's nobody in their right fucking mind that's like, I'll agree to this price, but I'm happy to pay four times as much. That's not how that's just not how the fucking world exactly. works. Yeah, all right. So what's happening is is that you have contractors, a shitload of them, that have these contracts to build X projects at Y price, but lumber is now fucking X with a lot of numbers next to it. Yes. And those projects are now having to be halted. There's And once that happens, electricians can't go in, plumbers can't go in, painters can't go in, roofers, finishers, everything else that is waiting on that process to take place are now out of work and that's going to affect all of the other subsequent markets in which are dependent on them to this is a very very bad thing yes and the only thing that could make it worse and well the only way to really make other people understand is the gas shortage that we just went exactly. through. exactly people are already panic buying i'll give you an example people in, who live in tampa florida are driving to orlando to get their paint. That's like an hour and a half away, isn't it? Two hours. Two hours? Yeah, two hours all day. Because they can't get paint. Florida is a good barometer for all kinds of shit. And one of the best barometers they are for is real estate and building. And right now, both of them are on fucking fire in Florida. Yeah. The real estate market and building. They're already in what you were just talking about. They're already in frozen contracts and shit like that. And not only that, they're getting to where the material shortage is starting to affect industries that it wasn't expected to affect. Uh -huh. You understand what I'm saying? That's and called unintended consequences. Exactly, like painting. The painting industry wasn't expected to take as hard as hit as what it's taking right now. Mm -hmm. And it's only going to get worse. Four to five weeks from now, it's going to be a major fucking crisis in this country. And nobody is talking about that. Nobody, I, I don't know if they don't want to scare people or what the fuck is going on, but you're talking, I mean, dude, when you're talking about, you know, wood and paint and aluminum, aluminum has been, this whole year, there's been companies just buying the shit out of it because, you know, like Coca-Cola and all these companies, they're the biggest. So they they saw the shortage and they started buying. And when they bought, it made all this other shit like windows and cars and shit that uses aluminum that's yeah. not in the fucking soda can industry, you know? There was nothing there to was nothing left replace for that void. Exactly. Because of all of the measures taken due to COVID. Yes. Being shut down but, for a year but, will yep. fuck up everything. Yeah. And this was always on the table. This yes. not only on the table, this was always the guarantee. Yes, it was of, gonna happen. Of how we fucked up and I you know, bring up the tape. 
go back to prior episodes. I've been saying this shit, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not too good to pat myself on the back on this podcast. We will pat ourselves on the fucking back when when the roosters come home to crow. Right. Yeah. And and I was saying it. I was like, we will look back on how we handled COVID and how we overshot the fucking moon on closing shit down for too long, freaking the fuck out way harder, way later than we ever needed to. Like, I'll grant you a, a good month grace period of just losing your mind. Right. Because, ah, fuck, something new, people are dying. That's reasonable. In fact, if you're not freaking out, you're a sociopath. But if you're not freaking out, and then you spend the next 14 months, and, and you're still wearing your fucking mask in your car by yourself, fuck you. Fuck you all the way. I hope a tree falls on you, and they carve that tree up and build a house out of it for reasonable prices. When we were saying last January, which nobody that is a listener will ever hear because they were trial run episodes, we were saying this is some big shit coming our way that people need to pay the fuck attention to. Nobody was. Everybody was just saying, oh, shit like this always comes out of China. Who gives a fuck? And all the fucking COVID idiots now were blowing it the fuck off then. And we were saying, now's the time to be aware. This is coming. It came. And then by like last... I don't know, the end of April or May, I was like, all right, we need to stop. We need to stop what we're doing. Like that we're we're skidding off of the fucking track here and we're not we're not fully seeing the big wreck that is coming. Right. The wreck is now here. Yeah. It, almost, it's it's not here yet. It's almost here. But yes. Well, there, I'm saying as far as like things that need to be done, there's not enough time. Like we're going at too fast a speed, the brakes aren't going to slow us down. The wreck, we're going to hit the wreck. We're going to hit the wall. The wreck is here. We're like we're in the we're in the turn and we're out of control. Yeah, that's it. That's where we're at. And I'm saying it now because just like we said back then, and just like I said last summer, that we need to end all this freak out, you know, quarantine bullshit, and we just need to get back to life and let the people that we know can be negatively affected by this. Do everything we can to protect them, but everybody else, you need to take your own risk. You you, you got to, otherwise, if you're not willing to do it, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get lumber shortages, fucking chicken shortages, Chick-fil-A sauce shortages. You're going to, and you're going to allow the government to keep printing money and printing money and printing money and inflate the fuck out of it so that the dollar's now going to crash. It's going to be worthless. And if it doesn't crash, it's still going to end up being a lot, a worth a lot less. Things... In the in the manner that things will naturally have to cost a lot more, it already is. Exactly, everything, everything is going, and up. that's why everything. I'm saying we're already in the wreck. Yeah, yeah, we're there because we didn't we didn't stop the bullshit that we were doing. You know, this time last year we should have been ripping this bitch open, and a lot of what's coming out now, which is fucking hilarious to me at this point. I'm a little bit like black pilled, doom pilled, whatever you want to call it, where I'm just, I, I have no other option. I have to laugh at all of a sudden, well, you know, maybe, maybe the, the germ came out of the lab. It's like, okay, that you're, ba you might as well just come out and say, all right, look, we gave China a shitload of money to do a bunch of fucked up research on their shores because we didn't want to do it on our shores because it's illegal here. But we wrote a loophole in that Mr. fucking Fauci could just go, Nash, um, emergency, we're going to have to donate some money to them to speed this thing along because it could be dangerous. So let's hurry up and get this dangerous thing handled in China. 
oops, got out. Couldn't have seen that coming. It's it's going to get to the point where it's, this is like 9-11 times a million, where not even five years from now, this is going to be looked at as the biggest, fuck this, fuck the whole system, fuck Fauci, fuck our institutions, fuck our establishment. It's going to get rocky. A prime indicator for me this week was the Burger King app. I I love Burger King. That's no fucking secret. It's fucking flame broiled, bro. I, I, yeah, the shit is awesome. I don't I don't see why anybody would pick McDonald's over Burger King, but that's a different story. Anyway, uh, the Burger King app. I love the fucking Burger King app. I have been using the Burger King app for over a year, and the deals on it were fucking insane. This week, all of that changed. Uh, you can no longer get the Bacon King combo for six bucks. You don't exist on no that. deals for you. No double Whopper meal that for five dollars doesn't no. exist anymore. No, it's not. It's not on the app. No. So that's the beginning of it. And oddly, this is peculiar. The one deal that is still there is the two chicken sandwiches and two fries for four ninety nine. It's because it's not real chicken. It's not real chicken. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You're getting that pink sludge. <laughs> oddly. Oddly, uh, that chicken sandwich is not made out of chicken. Yeah, those but, labs um, never shut down. Yeah. So yeah, they but they're still pumping that, that goo out. There's little indicators everywhere telling yeah. you that shit is about to get out of hand. Yeah. But instead, everybody everybody's planning on being on the lake or being near some water, yeah. getting fucked up, eating some shitty hot dogs, and uh, you know having a good time this weekend, which, hey, you know, Enjoy it, but be aware this isn't going to be just because COVID's over and 2020 is over and Orange Man isn't tweeting does not mean that we are out of the fucking woods. The woods are about to get a lot fucking worse. It'll make us long for the days that we were just watching Netflix on our couch. Right. And you remember the, uh, they used to have the deals at Kroger four 12 packs for 10 bucks, four 12 packs of sodas. Mm -hmm. That's now three. Three twelve packs of sodas for yeah. ten bucks. That's yeah, that's the deal they have now. The supply so, chains are all fucked, and no one's working. No, at all these intermediary, you know, gas stations, fast food places, grocery stores, my industry, we can't find people that'll work. We had two motherfuckers come in, not only apply, but came in and worked. You know, came up, came in. Went through all the paperwork process, get, you know, your background check or whatever. I haven't I haven't had to hire anybody in years. I don't even know what the full process is <laughs> in, anymore. But we had uh, two motherfuckers come in, get a job with us, go out to a job site and start working. And before lunch, these two lazy fucking dickwads called an Uber and went home without telling anybody, which that was not a possibility when I was in the field doing what they were doing. Uber didn't exist then. You well, had, it does now. You at least had to tough it out for one day, yeah, you, you fucking pussies. You can't do that now. No, can't if, do that now. And, and they had no intention of ever working. All they wanted was to prove we went out and tried to look for work. It's not out there. Just so that they could get the same or next to equal pay to sit on their asses at home because big, cause big dick government is going to come and, you know, Hit him in the right spot, I guess. But that shit needs to end. It's it's the overreach and the 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 overreaction to COVID, which we now know we basically helped China create. And whether or not 
then the only other question is, was it released intentionally or not? Now me, because we're, we've been kind of going in this direction. I know that like, you're not supposed to say this. It's still unsafe to say this. Like just like a month ago, if I would have said, Oh, it was created in a lab. No, you can't say that. I'll go and say it. That shit was released intentionally. And you're never going to prove me wrong or right because China's never going to allow that. That would be. I I tend to believe. uh, I don't think it was done intentionally, but I I believe the story that I saw. You remember when uh, the the Epic Times was doing all the interviews with the Chinese people that were. Yeah. And they interviewed the the chick that was in the lab. Mm -hmm. And she said that another chick in the lab was doing something with the virus with a bat. Mm Mm-hmm. And got scratched by the bat while the virus was op- open and in, in, in the air, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that that chick uh, was it the one that went to the market and started spreading it in the market. Now, that story, it could be, it could not be, you know, what happened, but to me, it, it sounded legit. You know, it sounded like Absolutely. A, a legit thing that could have happened in the lab. And then the chick went into the market and spread it throughout the market. And that was the story that I still tend to believe that that's the way it happened. And it's 100% you know? plausible. And that's why I stated it the way I did, where right. I'm going to go ahead and just say, fuck it. Yeah, it was released intentionally. Right. Everything that happened was uh, basically what they wanted to happen. And none of this was a mistake. Because you, you, you're never going to prove your story 100% right, correct. Right. And exactly. you're never going to prove my story exactly. 100% correct. Yeah. So because it's already gotten to this point, fuck it. It's so fucked up, and all the measures that have been taken since to uh, mitigate to mitigate it, you know, to respond to it, have all worked in one direction and one direction only, and that's well to fuck all of us, to kill a lot of people, and to make things a lot tougher, so that well, so that the powers that can be can have more power and write themselves bigger checks. We have another guest in the studio. Tonight. The pony. The pony is in here. Choke, choke. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, this episode, guest starring The Pony. The Pony. Yes, The Pony is doing well. He got a haircut. He's, he's got summer. a summer do. He got his summer do going. <laughs> he's a good boy. So, yes. But I forgot where I was going with that, other than it's just funny to me that the shit that we were saying and had been saying pretty much since the jump was enough that where you could you could have some real social harm done to you, you know, if you were adamant about it. You, oh, no, you, I know. You would have been a pariah. You could have lost your job. You could have had financial institutions with, you know, freeze your bank account. Like, crazy actual fucked up shit. And we didn't give a fuck. No. As we shouldn't have, because... It's right there for everybody to see. Yeah, and that and, Epic Times thing was released like in April or May last year. And to me, people just now coming around to acknowledge that, well, it's entirely possible that it came from the lab. It's like, you stupid fucks. This guy, I forget his name, Joshua Dobbs or whatever his name is. That, that's probably not his name. Over at the Epic Times did the most thorough research it's in like an hour and a half. They've pulled it off YouTube. Yeah, you can't, I know. It's insane. It's hilarious. They pulled that shit off YouTube, and it's the most thorough investigation into this shit, and it was pronto. Yes. 
immediate. It was. And they were in China. Yeah. It ain't like they were getting things from China. They were in China. And we've talked about this a handful of times on this podcast. But if you go on the epictimes.com or whatever, that's E-P-O-C-H times, look that shit up on DuckDuckGo, fuck Google, and then look through their videos and go back to like last April or last May. They might have released Hell, even it. even February. They might have released February. it on their website more recently than that when it got pulled, yanked off of YouTube. But either way, just go look up the, the Origins of COVID oh, yep. is the name of it. And watch that shit, and look at how dumb everybody looks now going, well, it's entirely plausible that, well, you know, we're not ruling it out. It's like, okay, fuck you, fuck all you. You knew it came out of there, because it's the only reasonable place. And now there's all these goddamn... These lefty fuckwads, these wokesters, lefty... I, I hate the left. I hate the progressive left. I fucking despise them. They are ruining everything, and they're doing it intentionally while they claim to be the stewards of good faith. They are still holding on to wearing masks, proving to everybody that they're double-vaxxed, and now they're going, when can we at least acknowledge that the, the lab leak myth is, has racist origins? It's like, excuse me, Wokey, what's more racist? That a lab had a leak? Or that China is so filthy and dirty that their wet markets are breeding global pandemic strains of disease. I don't know. If, I'm, if I got a dartboard and I'm trying to hit the most racist thing possible, bullseye's the wet market, you stupid fucks. But they don't work on a, on a logical plane that is reasonable to any other human being. They are fucking mentally incapable of thinking rationally. Well, this is, you know, Thomas Jefferson said that dissent is the greatest thing you can do yeah. to be a patriot. And yeah. that is to dissent from the bullshit that you're being told. Correct. And that has become almost illegal. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's, like, it's not it's only a, lost favor, it's, 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 it's repugnant in the public sphere it's dangerous man it really is and that's the woke shit that's dissent you know these comedians that make fun of gay people and make fun of black people or whatever they're saying mm -hmm. that's dissent dissent yes. is it, it, that's dissent, dissent from the norm from the norm that and that is what makes the fucking country the country and if you take that away if you take that dissent away and everybody's just uh, fucking I guess they just want everybody to be um, the same. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, equality, in, equity. Yeah, that's they equality want, to them. Everybody thinks the they, same way. They think everything would be great if everyone is just the same and yeah, everyone's but, uh, just like them because yeah. they are that fucking Stupid. obtuse. Yeah, they have no idea. They have no ability to zap themselves out of their body and look at how fucking moronic they are. And and the the possible outcomes that could that could come from this. It's just the arrogance of of thinking that you know what's better. Yeah. Than than someone else. You know, there's right and there's wrong, and then and there's a lot of space in between them. You know. Oh yeah. And uh, is it wrong to make fun of someone? I don't think so. I think it's your right 
to make fun of something. It's in the Constitution. I mean, it's your right. You have the right to free speech. Just like Larry Flint going to the fucking Supreme Court for pornography, they said that free speech. I, I think these women should have the right to show their nipples and, and, they, and, and they their sh- gash. And they should. Yeah. You know and what? they should. You're not wrong. You should, you're a filthy man, yeah, now, but you're not wrong. Exactly. And all of these things that people have fought for and fought for, the media today is just going along. There's nobody in the media fighting saying this is bullshit. There's nobody in the media that is dissenting from the norm. And the ones that are in the media that are dissenting from the norm, they're uh, doing it in a political way or in a, you know, they're doing it in a, in a way that's nothing but just fuck the other side that's not there's, what no there's that's not there's, what it should there's be. good ones out there but just like everything else if you're going to speak and i don't want to use the left's terminology if you're going to speak the truth if you're going to dissent from the norm and you are carrying information you get blacklisted you get shadow banned off everything you get flung to the furthest corners of the internet which is now where most people are because right. most people can't exist in that sphere it's so fucking stupid that most reasonable people just don't engage right there's a few million people on twitter that are engaging all the fucking time saying the dumbest shit ever but the majority of people are either not paying attention at all because, well, it'll fix itself. We've had bumpy times before. And God, I hope you're right. But it, it, there's there's like people like Aaron Matei, Glenn Greenwald is still accepted. He's just he's just shifted from one side of acceptance to the other side. He's still saying the same shit, but it's now he's been castigated by the side that had welcomed him before, and now he's on this side. But there's plenty of people out there saying the real shit epic times but none of those guys are on any of the pre-approved main media press which is that's what what i'm saying which is why i'm saying they're going along with the fucking program i'm not terribly worried because i don't i genuinely don't think that many people actually get their information from mainstream media anymore i don't think mainstream media is hardly uh the threat that I used to think they were. That's not the point, though. The point is no, they are the mainstream media, and they should respect the news for what the fucking news is and not just do things to inflame one side or the other side. That's not what it's about. You're dissenting from the idea of something. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you dissent from the idea with thoughtful fucking you know commentary on it you know don't don't just start spouting out whether the right wants to do this or the left wants don't do it in that you don't do it in that manner you break it down uh you break down the idea and you say well this is why i think that won't work or this is why i think that would be a bad direction to go oh yeah and and but you don't say yeah we should go this way if we don't go this way I mean, yeah, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what these fucks on the other side. If we don't go this way, we're just we're we're gone. We're headed for disaster. That's not it, that that is closed door shit for those guys. You know what I'm saying? The things that happen in Congress and the Senate and the you know the whole smoky backroom deals and shit like that. That shit is still going on. But they're do they're using the media to 
go after each other. Yeah. And the media is allowing it. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. If the media would do its fucking job and not take a side, <laughs> you're, you don't take a side in any fight. You just look at what's happening in the fight and you break that down and you inform the people of what the fuck is going on. And, and that's not happening. No. And it hasn't been happening for a for while. Years. And, and, and I'm with you. They shouldn't be doing that. But that's the world we're in. So now it's on us to adapt. Right. I know. Yelling I at this clouds for for the sun not being out isn't going to give me a tan. Well, technically it could. It could. I'm yes. fair skin. I burn. And, okay, bad bad analogy. My he point is in a hurricane. My, I saw it. My point is, is that the media, we know what it is. It's a cesspool. It's worthless. It's got no value uh, the the only result of it is uh, making our environment shittier. They should be abolished. Hell, if we if we actually had people that weren't as so comfortable, I would dare to say in other times in history they'd be fucking overrun. They'd be run out of town because they're basically modern day witches. They're just trying to put spells out there on everybody to get them to think they're fucking voodoo. They fucking suck. They're evil, and they don't need to be paid attention to. And that's why I don't. I don't watch the news. Like I don't. I don't watch the news as far as like I want to know what happened today. Turn on the news. No, I will when I watch the news. Watch it as an entertainment show. Right. It's WWE. It's still WWF versus WCW Monday Night Wars, but it's happening every night when Tucker Carlson's on and Don Lemon's dopey ass is on, and they're just trying to win each other's ratings from each other. Right. And sling mud. That's all they're doing. So knowing that that's that, that's the first step, is to diagnose the problem. They suck. Okay. What's the next step? Stop paying attention to them. Or stop getting information from them. Seek out true sources of information from non-biased, actual journalists. Right. And and you'll you'll they stand out no, like a sore fucking some, thumb to me. There's some old school shit going on. There they, it is. they stand out like a sore fucking thumb to and me. Flipboard is a good place for that. Uh, that's the that's what I get, that's where I get my new all my news now. I've I, never I use, heard of them. I use Flipboard. Uh, it's a, it's an app, you know, for for the iPhone and shit like that. But Flipboard, the cool thing about Flipboard is, and if you do this, if you do it this way, this is the way I do it. Anytime you come up on something political, you read a story that. Uh, the headline leans right. Mm -hmm. And then immediately after that, you read another story that the headline leans left. If you do that, if you do that on every time, your feed will stay consistently accurate with what the fuck you're looking for. And you can pick your news sources just like you're just like you're talking about you yeah. can pick like the ap or you can go to daily news you know i mean it's i just don't trust daily Mail. any of those institutions so right. i just i i i don't even like go down that road uh and have a blast because you'll be able to tell me about how the stories are being handled you know right and the media i'm not interested in the media at all i have i've done away entirely with them being an informative source of fucking anything well, other than other than like we have a live shot happening outside of this place where you can see the thing that's happening in real time right, right. where we can't put our fucking spin on it what i've done similarly to how how you get your information is i've already went and done my homework i guess if you want to call it that and i found the people that are actually doing the stories 
that have not let me down. And I just go straight to them. So I'll have 20 to 40 of those people. And some of them are lefties and some of them are independents and some of them are anarchists and some of them are staunch conservatives. I already know where they're going to lean, but as long as they've never like let me down, even the right wing people will acknowledge, all right, well, January 6th was stupid, right? but this is how we got here. Yeah. And then a lefty saying, obviously January 6th was stupid, but how different was it from last summer? Let's let's break it down. When I hear shit like that, I'm like, those are the people I pay attention to. Right. I don't need a fucking AP this or a BBC that or a, a World News Tonight. Like, I don't want any of that. Well, Reuters and AP, if you if you if you search them right, they're both of those. They're not really. They're not like CNN or Fox or any. They're not like that. They. They're a, con- a conglomerate. They take stories from anywhere. I I'm, mean, I'm too far gone, small, Doug. Little I'm, small stories I'm, and I'm shit. I'm too far you, gone. <laughs> th- that if they think is important, it'll show up on their wire, you know? Well, and um, like you'll get Jerusalem, you know, shit from yeah. a, a, a newspaper in Jerusalem or something like that. And so, I mean, it's... Uh, well, it's, well I, rem- I remember like uh, in Arona, you know, made a lot of big changes last year. And I remember... He was an NPR head. That was where he got all of his news. Well, it's national public radio. Yeah. It's got to not be biased. I'm like, you dumb bastard. You have a lot to learn. The government owns that. Yeah. Owns that, owns that studio there, guy. It's like, if you want to know who's actually writing the news, look at what advertisements. Look, look at who's paying their bills. And any approved media conglomerate or source or whatever not interested they could have you know 80 percent good you know shit but it's like i don't want to get lulled into trusting that source like i've i've already like i said i've already found the people that over a handful of years now like um like one of the guys like if i want to know about foreign policy i go straight to scott horton and most people go who the fuck is that He's the editing director of the Libertarian Institute, and he runs antiwar.com. Of course he does. Yes. So, what is he immediately going to be talking about? War. War. And foreign policy. From Good a pers- God, Joe. From a perspective that is not, you know, oh, we got to take a break. Uh, here comes an ad from Boeing. But I already know his biases. Right. I already know that he's coming with it from a slant. It is not going to be, we should go kill these people. Okay, so that's my that's my source. And But he's been doing this his entire life. He knows his shit. He knows exactly what groups are warring with who and who's getting backed by which country. He's already known all that. He's never led me astray. But I know that he's more pro-Palestine and more anti-Israel. Okay, I know that. So I can read it with that filter and I can get information out of that. Now, if I want a pro-war or a pro-Israel side, I can pick up any AP, any NPR, any Fox News, CNN. I can pick up fucking anything. Well, yeah. yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I need to find somebody that I know where they're at. And they're not bought and paid for by fucking Raytheon. And he's obviously anti all of this other stuff. So I know that he's going to say things in a way 
that leaves out probably a little bit of why the thing happened where this guy shot that guy or this country went after that country. He'll tell me everything as to why we don't need to be involved. But if I want to know, okay, well, what does the other side say? Pick up any fucking other source. So that's why I don't look at any of those other sources because I don't, it's all still going to be within that certain gutter of we have advertisers. We can't go out there and say the fucked up shit that Scott Horton can say. I want to hear the guy that can say the fucked up shit that the other ones aren't allowed to say. That's the nature of, of politics. Even the, the politicians that are in there voting, they can't vote but for a certain way for their corporation or their, you know, it's the whole corporate structure and, uh, you know, military industrial complex. That's basically what uh, Eisenhower told us to look for. And hey. He yeah. was right. Well, and I think <laughs> that guy was right. And I think that's one thing, you know, because I used to, you know, I used to agree with you 100% on the, you know, watch Fox and CNN and you'll have a good idea of what's going on. I don't think so anymore. Well, you used to. And, no, I, and, a, I, haven't, and I haven't thought that for over a year. I just haven't been that vocal about it because I'm, they both have, they both have Johnson and Johnson commercials. They both have Coca-Cola commercials. They're, they're both acting like the opposition to the other it's wrestling like i said before yeah. it's all bullshit yeah. and the same thing happens with usa today the new york post the new york times washington post fuck all of them daily fuck mail every, dude daily mails fuck good. every last one of these well if i read a left wing mag and then read a right wing mag no fuck the wings fuck the goddamn wings go find somebody out there you know it, it, like like i said foreign policy i go to scott horton Aaron Matei, uh, Max Blumenthal, uh, Jimmy Dore is usually pretty good on it. They, they don't all agree politically, but they were all 100% right from the get-go on the Russia shit, on the Ukraine shit, on the Syria shit, on Afghanistan, on fucking everything. And they're out in front of it months in advance, kind of like us, saying shit based on and epic times they are heavily slanted against china but if i want to know what the fuck is going on where other people aren't quote unquote allowed to go as far as what they're allowed to talk about i go straight to them if i want to know what's going on in china i will go to them but i already know that their bias is slanted against them and yeah. i read it with that filter yeah i'll just zero it. it's it's the same way with yeah any any news organization or, in any different country or like rt yeah are they going to say anything bad about Russia? Yeah. No. But are they going to talk about stories that aren't going to get covered here? Yeah. 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 So they're yeah. worth paying attention to. That's the whole point is you got to, you got to, and I'm not saying you, Doug, I'm just saying the proverbial you going through this microphone, you got to stop trying to play one side versus the other side in the approved opinion arena where, where you have people on Fox news that are championing the vaccine but they're saying businesses shouldn't have to ask you for it, but you should take your vaccine. And then the left saying, well, obviously it's not even a question. It's not even up for debate to take your vaccine. And I think more companies should probably still stay shut down because I just don't think that uh, the virus is gone yet. And it's like, well, you're just so far fucking gone. You're just like, why would anyone even listen to you? I want to hear the guy that says, I'm never taking the fucking vaccines. We should have never closed down. The businesses should stay open. And I don't trust DeSantis while he's still peddling the goddamn vaccine. That guy is uh, sitting right here in this chair. Yeah. 
you know? So that's what I seek out is Fox, fuck Fox News or some Republicans saying vaccines are wonderful. This vaccine's great. Um, I'm not going to address any of the issues with it. I'm not going to address any of the cloudy corners around this thing. I'm just going to tell you vaccines are fucking wonderful. Make sure the pharmaceutical companies get that shit in your body. And I'm going to fight against big tech. And this well, is, fuck you. This is the, you know, the vaccines. What the fuck? What, I still, you still don't know what that's about. You know, I mean, is it, is it really a COVID vaccine? Is it, is it, uh, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to put the tinfoil hat on or anything like that, but what is the vaccine doing to people? You know, I mean, fuck, it's killed a lot of people. It's killed them fucking dead, you know, oh, yeah. and, and there's no recourse for those people because, Hey, it was free. You know, you you took it freely of your own will. We didn't tell you you had to take it. Well, you we, remember, but, you remember all that qualified immunity that we were so against a year ago with police officers? Oh yeah. Nobody seems to want to take that away from doctors. It's insane. And it's, it's funny. Like, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm just going to spitball here, Doug. We burnt down half of our cities last summer over the idea that cops are out there shooting black people for sport when on the list of things that kill people in this country, I don't even know where the fuck it is because it doesn't even show the fuck up. But if you go Google top three causes of death in the United States, come back to me. Come back to me. This is a rhetorical question. I know exactly what it is. But the, the, the people that were out there burning down our entire country because 20 people a year on a bad year would get shot and killed and were unarmed, um, that's worthy of restructuring our entire fucking society. But when you got over 250,000 people getting killed from malpractice and these same motherfuckers that are responsible for that are the ones that we're supposed to blindly trust to shoot some experimental shit into our arms and I can't ask a fucking question. I don't know. I got a problem with that. It doesn't seem like it's lining up. So that's why I'm just like, okay, well, kind of like fuck all the bullshit as far as where you're getting information. It's all fucking horseshit. Everybody that worshiped Fauci's dick for an entire year, uh, well, you're a moron. Uh, you can be late to the party, that's fine, but you're a fucking moron. You know, he could, there's six different versions of Fauci over the last year that could have a six-way debate with himself if you just played himself talking to himself. And he would all, all of them would disagree with each other. Well, he's, he's like I said. He was a scientist doctor thrown into a political arena. Fuck that. And and he's just, Fuck that. I don't buy that shit. Game. Fuck that. He's bought and paid for just I, like any I'm other. I'm saying he's not just bought like, and paid for. But I know, but there's this idea where he's like, he didn't want to play politics. He's a scientist. He's a man that's in the la bullshit. He is a con artist that hides behind the fucking stethoscope and he doesn't ever even see patients. He he is the figurehead for science that formulates uh, procedures and policies in which how we should live while he makes recommendations to our government on where our tax money can go so that they can go do nefarious shit in the name of science and I, I, I fuck him fuck him all the way <laughs> fuck you Fauci fuck yeah. you I, I, uh, I, I can't believe that little man with the gravelly voice 
Well, you know, is he's worship. a likable guy. Fuck. He's like, if, uh, if, if he's you, like Rudy. He's like Trump. He's like all, of, you know, he's like all them New Yorkers. He's likable if you want something to believe in. If you don't have a skeptical bone in your body, he's easy to just, you know, hug with your, well, I don't remember any political campaign ads that Fauci ever had. Yeah, that's the problem. He was never elected. He was fucking handpicked. Well, getting out of that, you know, fuck Fauci. I'll leave it with this. There's a theme song. I don't know who the fuck this guy is or where he's out of. Um, But this song just came out one day ago. And I can't even pronounce it because it's not spelled in English. But he's got a message. Booyah! So go get the vaccine. They don't trust the vaccine. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who'd have thought that? Yeah. yeah. I, in all honesty, I can't even pronounce his fucking name. I, and it's on YouTube. It won't be on YouTube for long. But uh, it's called "Don't Take the Vaccine." It's literally spelled this way. I'm not being an asshole. <laughs> but anywho. Don't take the vaccine. But if you did, I mean, God love you. That's fine. I'm sure you're fine. I'm and, sure. And guess what you can do? You can go see a rock concert. That's right. Concerts are back. Well, They're back. A, a lot of things are back, Doug. Concerts. Concerts. That's what we've been waiting on. I forgot to mention this off the top. There's actually, you know, quite a few things that we're a good ways in, but fuck it. There's a fucking concert happening. I think it's in Virginia. The Blue, what is it called? The Blue Ridge Festival or something like that. Um, like 80-something bands, dude. Fucking insane. Oh, yeah. Shaky uh, no, 180. Yeah. 180 sh- bands. Yeah, concerts are back. Festivals are back. Shaky Knees is coming back to Atlanta. Um, this is a five-day deal up there somewhere. I think it's in Virginia. Yeah. There's all, that's what I'm saying. There's all, all of that shit is back. All the music festivals are 180 back. 180 bands, though, dude. Doug, Doug, things have adapted. <laughs> no, I know, but dude, 180 bands. That's, yeah, I, I totally see it. That's a lot of bands. Uh, there's no doubt. There's no fucking doubt. But that was always, there was always festival math that you, like, you would always go with a large group of friends, like, at least for me. I can only speak from my perspective. But I remember in college going to Bonnaroo when it was good before it turned into. Whatever the fuck it's been for the last 15 years. And and same thing in Atlanta, Music Midtown. It's first iteration, not this second comeback bullshit. Right. But where there was multi-stages, six, yes. seven stages. Yep. I've seen I've, you I've get been to the, Music Midtown. You times. would get the lineup. You are you know, you would get the schedule and you and your group of friends, you'd always end up going with fucking 10 people and I would always look at it. Now, I was never bothered by going and seeing a band solo, I would go right into the fucking front. I would get, I would, I would crowd surf. I would, I would get into the shit back in my younger days. And I'm not a big guy. It was a very dumb move, but I didn't care. And I think a lot of times the big guys in the pit fucking respected it. Huh? In all mm-hmm. honesty, I never got fucked up. Like Don't I never, with me. they were just like, Hey, look at the little guy. 
he's fucking getting down. But I would I would look at the the daily schedules and I would before we would leave, I would circle. I'd be like, I'm going here, I'm going here, and I'm going here. And on Marta or whatever, when we would get down to Music Midtown, we would all meet at the first beer, the very first thing that sold beer. And while we're in line for that, we would, all right, who's going to this one? All right, come with me. And then after that, you know, we're waiting for the band to come on. It's like, all right, after this, I'm going here. Who else is coming? Oh, nobody? Fuck it. I'll go see Stone Temple Pilots by myself. Right. I don't give a shit. Puddle of mud? Sure. Creed? Yeah, it's 1999. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get weird. Yeah. <laughs> but Steve Miller band? But I knew that I was going to be missing half, not only half the bands, but half of my friends. Because they wanted to go do other shit, and I wanted to see what I wanted to see. And that was just, that that was festival math. Yeah. And and all of these things are coming back. My uh, All of the shows that I had tickets to last year, if they didn't straight up cancel immediately and refund me, uh, all these emails are coming, hey, so-and-so is rescheduled. They're going to be in town this weekend and this weekend. It's like, well, that doesn't work for me <laughs> now, because... Uh, you were supposed to be here last June, and now you're coming September 23rd. Right. I, fuck you. But yeah, concerts are back. Here's another thing, Doug. Sports are back. Yes. And in a big way. And we got Waddle. Yay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get Yay. to that. We'll get to that. So since we've been gone, since we've been gone, we had the start of the baseball season, which I might be the only one... Uh, that cares about <laughs> that, that cares about that yes you, you would be except for our listeners yeah well maybe yeah yeah so baseball started I back forgot about them and in the beginning at the the opening you know opening weekend it was like okay brave stadium new you know turner field north is opening to 33 percent capacity and i was like well that's i mean that's better than nothing but i'm i'm tired of this I'm tired of this accepting a little, thinking it's a lot. It's a Kiss concert in the 80s. I, well, I'm just saying, my point is... is <laughs> Sorry. I'm not going to act like you saying, people are allowed in, but only a third. F- fuck you. Fuck you. Open it the fuck up. And you know why? Because in April, when they were only letting 33% of the people in, and then a month later, they're like, okay, everybody's in. Nothing changed in that time. Science didn't change. The, the the things that they were trying to stop weren't going to be stopped any differently, but it was... Anyway, baseball's back. First time they were actually allowing a decent amount of fans in. And I immediately started looking at tickets. I don't know if anybody remembers, but last year I was like, that, especially in the middle of the summer, I was like, that's the only thing I'm actually pissed off about. I don't mind chilling at home. I don't mind, you know, living in the kind of shutdown world. I can get by. It's no sweat off my sack, but I want sure. to go see shit. I want to go to baseball games. I want to go to concerts. Those are the only two things I was actually pissed off about. And concerts, I can understand because concerts are only good when there's a lot of people there because it's the whole vibe, man. It's the whole from the crowd to the band to the band to the crowd and, and being around a bunch of fucking people. A baseball game, you don't need that many people. It's the atmosphere, it's the building, it's the hot dogs, it's the whatevers. If I was an alcoholic, it would all be about beer. And there's a lot of that there. <laughs> and you don't need a lot of people there to get a lot of beer. <laughs> In fact, it's quite helpful if there's not a lot of people <laughs> there's there. There's not a lot of people. But, 
I immediately started looking at tickets, and ticket prices were through the... They were World Series prices of for course. like regular season games because everybody's just so wanting to get out of their house. And and they'll pay it. And they and did. they will pay it. And yes. they did. Yes. So back in early April, I remember my sister um, was calling me and was like, Braves game. We got to do it. Fuck it. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know it's going to be expensive. Don't care. We're going. And I was like, cool. Let's pick a weekend. Let's check it out. First weekend that we looked at was the biggest, probably the biggest home series in the first half of the season. And that's against the defending World Series champs, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Tickets, like shitty tickets, like mediocre, who gives a fuck tickets, like probably behind a pole tickets. Right. 240 bucks for one afternoon. And I was like, sister, we're not going to no goddamn Braves game. <laughs> I was like, especially if they're only having 33% capacity and you got to wear your mask in an outdoor open air fucking building around people that I chose to come here with. That's fucking ridiculous. And not, it's and, insane. And not three, four weeks later, I, uh, 100%. Open it up. Yeah, well, you know, look, AMC, you know, I don't know how much a movie ticket is, but I guarantee you, the first movie tickets that they're selling to get back in the theater are probably going to be 30 bucks a piece. You know, I don't know. How how much is it to go to a movie? I haven't been to a movie in years. I want to, I think the last movie I went to, I paid like 12 bucks or 13 bucks a person. I want to say it cost what a sheet of plywood should cost. Right. I think it's in that ballpark. 18 to $21. I think. Yeah. Well, I guarantee you the tickets are 35 bucks. For the oh yeah for the movie tonight but see like that one that environment I could understand a little more of the thirty three percent and wear a mask when you're seated because you're indoors you're in one room and I still think you know should be up to the individual whatever but if it's the company making whatever we're not gonna get in that fucking old dog and pony show. <laughs> But at least there it would make sense. And I can, okay, scarcity will drive the price up. I get it. And people that just really want to go to a movie theater will pay that. Now, yeah. me, personally, I don't give a flying fuck. Yeah, I don't either. I just spent an entire year watching movies the day they came out from my couch. Yeah. I kind of dig that. I think everybody does. You know, I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? You I know, mean, after a few STEMI checks, if you weren't able to get a killer sound system and a big TV, you don't have to go to the theater anymore. Yeah. So to me, it's like, but, but going to a sporting event, I equate on the same level as going to a concert, um, as far as like, it's an event, right? It's, it's something that you do and your, your, your enjoyment or lack thereof depends a lot on other people being there, being involved in it. A theater is just too small for that. And plus, I want everybody to shut the fuck up. I want to. I want the people in the theater to make me forget they're there when I'm watching a movie. They're not the feature, but when you go to a concert, they're kind of playing backup. They're 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 kind of they are a big part of that that environment of that experience. So I could give two flying fucks about going to the theater. I don't remember the last movie I went to go see. But I remember the last concert I went to. It was Sturgill Simpson, right down the road here in March of last year, right before the world went to shit. I think I think Avatar was the last movie I saw, and I saw it in a 
in the uh, IMAX. IMAX, yes. Saw that IMAX theater, and no, oh, I think those tickets were eighteen bucks. I think they were eighteen dollars a piece. Yep. And um, and that was killer. It was awesome, man. It was the first IMAX movie. Well, it wasn't the first one I saw. Um, when IMAX first came out, they had this nature movie mm-hmm. with like sharks and shit. It was fucking awesome, dude. It was killer. Yeah. And I saw that. That was the very first one I ever saw. I can't even remember the name of it, but it was like a, it was almost like a National Geographic kind oh, of yeah. thing. It just had animal, all different, different animals, and it was just fucking awesome, dude. I remember the first IMAX movie I ever watched, and it was when the, it was when the IMAX movie theater at the Mall of Georgia opened up, right. and they were, the IMAX, was, they didn't have a lot of IMAX that's, stuff. That was the movie that I saw. That yeah, was it was just whales. It was like uh, the world of whales yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching that. With, I think my sister went with me, my, me, my sister, and my mom, maybe another family friend. I don't remember, but I remember just watching that being like, this is the most incredible shit I've ever seen. And it, it was not one upped until I went and saw Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory or Charlie in the chocolate factory, the Johnny Depp one right on shrooms. And it was 3D. Yeah, Avatar, and it was, Avatar was 3D too. Dude, 3D IMAX Willy Charlie yeah, yeah. Chocolate Factory when on Shrooms was yeah. beautiful. It was one of the best experiences yeah. I've ever had in a movie theater. Right, right. And that's leaving in when you're 13, getting your first, you know, whatever. Yeah, anyway, right. you know what I'm saying. All right, now you It was a beautiful experience. And maybe it was, I, I set that bar too high at that point where just going to the theaters wasn't that much fun after that. Well, I think IMAX, I think they're all in like 3D, aren't they? I mean, no, all of, both this, of them I saw were in 3D. This was, you know, this was back when 3D was like all the fucking rage. Yeah. Where it was like, put on these stupid glasses yeah, and have the movie Avatar, come out Avatar at you. Avatar was killer, man. It had, in the very beginning when he's laying on the thing and, yep. and you see the fucking... All the little things floating, floating up. up. Yeah, that shit was fucking crazy. Well, that was... I remember, fuck, I I still have a 3D TV. It's old as shit and doesn't work well, but that was the technology at the time, and that was all the rage. Put on, go home, you know, and this was, was like- It was shit, dude. This was like high- was shit. This was like high dollar shit. It was like, yeah. you're going to want a 3D TV. And I never, I'll never forget, I was at our local, now defunct, Brands Mart, and I was just looking for, I needed a new TV. Uh, the TV I had, I had since college. It was years beyond college at this point. It was 2011. And, yeah. And uh, and I was in the market for a new TV. So I, I was like, I just want to see what the fuck they got. I'm so far removed from new technology. Shit, the TV I had, <laughs> this TV that's now in the studio, <laughs> is, I had since college. Right. And it was bought from the fucking Walmart in Statesboro. <laughs> so I was like... I don't know, man. Maybe they made some improvements. Glad we kept it in the family. <laughs> and so I go to fucking Brands Mart, first and last time I've ever been there. Place looks like a goddamn carnival funhouse. And I'm just like, I'm just looking at the TV. Like, I'm fully capable of making my own shopping decisions. You know, I got to set, set of nuts between my legs. But of course, they have salesmen. They have commissioned salesmen that come and fucking haggle with you. And... Because I just wanted to be out of there more than I wanted to leave with the best deal, I ended up leaving with a goddamn 3D TV. Because the guy was like, well, if you think about it, the processors in this TV that can make the 3D can handle anything you throw at it. I had an entire fucking panel, and that thing just glitched the fuck out. <laughs> like, it's a worthless piece of plastic now. That, dude, that, 
they were shit when they when they came out. I yeah. remember seeing a 3D TV that was like supposed to be cutting edge shit, and I'm sitting there with the glass on, I'm like this sucks, man. This is because you know because I'd seen the IMAX shit by yeah. then, you know, and I was like. It just is nothing comes close to that. The only way, yeah, I'm trying to get a 42 inch fucking 3D TV like 12 feet away from you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this yeah. isn't, this yeah. isn't the same. This is not the same. But the only way to get it to actually do anything good, you couldn't watch anything. You couldn't like watch the morning news and be like, whoa, <laughs> that microphone's slightly in front of her. Whoa. Oh my God. Look you, at those snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you couldn't watch any of that right. shit. You had. The only thing that worked was Pixar shit. You had to go watch Finding Nemo or Avatar. Heavy CGI was the only thing that ever looked good on a 3D anything. Everything else just made you made me just feel like I was drunk and already seeing double. Have you seen King Kong and the new King Kong movie? I have. Oh, awesome! But it's fucking it, awesome. It's funny though. the The TV that I own now, it. Far superior than the 3D TV, and I it does not have any 3D. Like right, right. there's not a TV built in the last ten years that even has a 3D function. Right. They they quickly learned. Yeah. Oh yeah. This yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. It sucks. But if if it existed, like if 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 it came on every TV now because the technology was just so fucking like readily available, right? And it was no longer a feature. It was just there. Uh, that's a movie I would want to watch in 3D. Killer movie. Yeah. Killer movie. If, you know, anybody that hadn't seen it yet, yeah. New King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Holy shit. It was a fun one. It was definitely a fun one. Um, and there's a lot of movies like Mortal that. Mortal Kombat. Another good one. Yeah. Another good one that came, just came out recently. And it looks awesome. I mean, it's just the, the, the quality now of CGI. Is just way, way beyond, just light years, just from where it was ten years ago. And now, if if any of our listeners who who aren't, you know, fully up on movies and hasn't seen the new Mortal Kombat, if you have not seen the new Mortal Kombat, here's what I would task you to do: find on whatever platform, whether it's Amazon or HBO, wherever it exists. Go watch the 1995 Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, yes. And immediately jump from that to the latest Mortal Kombat, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Now, especially if you're young, especially if like you're younger than 27, go watch that first shit. (laughs) (laughs) And and enjoy it for the the just enjoy it for the, the thing that it is. <laughs> the nostalgia of it. The attempt at trying to turn a video game into a movie. There, there's a long history of how hard every attempt has fallen flat on its fucking face. That's one of them. <laughs> That's, and, and there, but that was the best one at the time. Right. But there were some good movies that were made back in the day. Uh, Star Wars is one. Yep. That the technology was so beyond... What anybody else was doing at the time. Yeah. I mean, you look at any movie in 77, and and then you look at Star Wars, you're like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with uh, Space Odyssey, 2000, you know. It's like, was this made by aliens? Yeah, yeah. It was the same thing with that when, when that movie came out. That was a huge leap at that time. But then when you move up to, like, Terminator and RoboCop and movies like that, those guys were, they were pushing the envelope with actual 
animatronics and shit. Yeah. Actual shit that was, that would move and shit. You know, it's kind of cheesy. I mean, when you watch the first RoboCop, you know, or the second one, you know, I mean, they're, that you can, it's dated. Obviously, it's dated the technology, but when you, even when you still see it today, it looks cool. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like Terminator, same shit. Yeah. You well, know, that's, it, that's it, what I was going to say. I think the biggest leaps, like in cinema, were, and I'm obviously going to leave some people out because I'm just trying to make a point here, was like George Lucas to James Cameron to Christopher Nolan. And Spielberg. Hey, you got to throw Spielberg in there. Sure. Because he, I mean, I mean, he did some revolutionary shit, too. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, in the 70s, George Lucas, and right. the 80s and early 90s yeah. was James Cameron. James Cameron, yeah. And then the next, and I'm just saying movies that still yeah, hold up. In, uh, yeah. Because some Spielberg stuff doesn't hold visual up. Visual shit. Yeah, on the visual saying. shit. Right. So even at that time, it still holds up today. Right. Which means it was mind fucking blowing yeah, then, yeah. And I and insane. I put those three guys in that yeah, because you can yeah. go watch some Christopher Nolan stuff now and be like, I don't even know how this is like possible to conceive, right? Much less make, yeah. And because it 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 doesn't take much. Like going back to the Mortal Kombat in '95, you watch it and you just go, "This is dog shit." <laughs> like, there's not a redeemable fucking thing in this. It almost looks like claymation at times, right? right. Yeah, and but. But at the time, there's there's some movies that come out, and at that time, you're like, this is the most incredible feat in all of mankind. Right. And then five years later, you're like, how did I ever even trust what the fuck my eyes were showing me? Right. This is obviously horseshit. Yeah. You don't get... The ones that you can watch much later and you don't get that, those are the guys that I'm saying, fuck yeah. Because like, you go back and watch Jaws, it's like, that thing... Is a fucking robot. <laughs> no, the, yeah, the, the actual shark, but the movie itself. Sure. Uh, the the thing about Jaws, this is the thing about Jaws that's so fucking great to me, is how little you see the shark. Mm-hmm. It's not the shark itself. It's the anticipation of knowing there's a shark in the water. Sure. And that was the whole movie. That was the basically the whole movie because they couldn't get the shark to work when they were making the movie. Exactly. So, so they had to adapt and for that movie for them to adapt the story and keep it the way that they made it that is a it to me is the greatest one of the greatest movies of all time sure and i'm and strictly I, going on your eyes will no longer deceive you the right, way they once did right right and and the and the movies that you can watch where that still holds true those guys were true geniuses but um you mentioned it a minute ago so I, i'm gonna circle back Just circle circle I'm going to Pisaki this conversation and put us right back. You mentioned it a second ago when we were talking about sports. And you were like, we got Waddle. We got Waddle. Well, that's one of the other things that happened while we were on our little hiatus. That was the NFL draft. Yes. Which normally, if we were to have remained on a routine schedule, we would have gone balls deep in. And and it would have been a whole episode, basically. Oh, for sure. Because I, I love that shit i know a lot of people even good football fans like you know I, why, why even watch the draft i can just watch who went where the next morning and it's like you fucking disgust me because i will watch you know i stopped paying attention to mock drafts in february like two weeks after the super bowl i'm done with whatever mock right. draft you're coming up with because it's bullshit you don't know you're leaving out all the trades that are obviously going to happen they always do and so they're meaningless. I'm not that deep where I'm like, I got seven 
different mock drafts and all the different scenarios covered. You're just you're 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 a shitty fortune teller at that point. And I I want nothing to do with you. But when the draft is fucking there, I'm in. I might not watch pick 242, but I'll watch the first 100. Where do you think Julio will wind up? They're saying New England. That's where he wants to go. And but there's he also wants to play with Cam Newton. He's that's what he's actually said that. There's all yeah, but yeah, it's it, it's all going to come down to. It, well, first of all, it, you know, I, I said this off the record uh, as far as the podcast, but I said this a month ago, or maybe even a year ago. Fuck. Well, we said I, I, I have felt this way. They need to get rid of Julio. No, we said in a podcast. That I mean, I remember when me and you were talking about it, and I said I can't believe he hadn't left yet, and uh, and we started talking about the salary and all that kind of shit. Well, but he was getting paid too much good money. The season right. has to end, and then it's like, okay, new regime. I want the fuck out. Right. And uh, and I, you know, everybody knew it was coming. I mean, it, it's. But for me, I don't give a flying fuck where Julio wants to play. He could sit here right now today and say, "I don't ever. I want to retire a Falcon." And I would say, "Don't care. You're not worth the money anymore. Your production sucks. You you don't finish a season. Everybody now is trying to like all these other teams are looking at Julio saying." Well, he didn't play a lot last year, but uh, he doesn't ever miss that much time. I'm like, the fuck he doesn't? He misses a fuckload of time and has over the last five years. Turf toe this, strain thumb that. Dude who gets double covered and uh, hardly makes a an impact as far as catch ball, score, touchdown, win game is injured as though he's a starting lineman. Like, as a Falcons fan that has watched every fucking miserable game for my entire life, Julio's not worth what we're paying him for the production. His talent is worth that, but his production is far from that. He's producing on the same level as Calvin Ridley. So why hold on to uh, three times as expensive Calvin Ridley when we already have a Calvin Ridley? Trade his ass, get rid of that shitty contract, which is the whole reason why Dimitrov is not part of the Falcons' front office anymore because he he suicided our team with three obnoxiously overweight contracts. Matt Ryan, you're not getting rid of him. Grady Jarrett, the only, well, one-third of the redeeming factors on our entire defense. It's an 11, it's an 11 man side of the ball, by the way, and, and you only have like three good players, and he's the highest-paid one on that. So you can't get rid of him. Because we don't obviously don't know what the fuck we're doing with defense. Our offense is loaded. Julio is no longer needed. We didn't ever use him right. <clears throat> Super Bowl. So why why are we paying this guy to get double covered and and us still lose games? It's a stupid fucking thing. We can't get a defense because we can't afford to pay him because we got to keep Julio's injured ass on the sidelines making twenty mil a year. Well, getting back to the getting back to the draft. Sorry, dude. sorry, I had to get getting that back, out. Had to get that to, out. Getting back to the draft, we did the absolutely correct thing. That I, I seem to remember, we talked about this too. What 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 each team would do mm-hmm. during the draft coming up, and I I knew Miami would go for a receiver. And not only did I think they would go for a receiver, but I thought they would go for a receiver from Alabama. 
And that's exactly what they did. And that is exactly what they needed to do because there's chemistry already there. It's already there between Tua and Waddle. They played together, you know. Sure. You saw you saw Jacksonville do the same thing with Etienne and Trevor Lawrence. Yep. And so even though they're shoehorning Tebow in there. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is that? Hey, what is that? It's Urban Meyer sucking Tebow's dick for the last time before he has his next heart attack. Uh, uh, yeah, I, guess. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. Fucking Tebow, God, I, I I hated him when he was playing in college. I still hate him. I now hate Jacksonville as much as I hate the Florida Gators. Yeah, Tebow. Tebow is not a pro quarterback. That is proven. It's yeah. a proven thing. I will watch the first game wherever Jacksonville is. On week one, even if they're playing at the same time as my Falcons, no, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll I watch will have two TVs on. Because that is for me. That is must see TV to watch Tebow get absolutely fucking train wrecked by a fucking edge rusher or linebacker coming because they they don't like this. This is not a popular thing amongst NFL players. Well, of course not, because he's what thirty four. He's taking an active roster spot from somebody that is 10 years, 12 years younger than him, that has done everything the right way, didn't step away from the game, um, and and isn't buddy-buddy with an NFL head coach. It's a meritocracy sport. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. It's it's Urban doing his buddy a favor and I'm not going to sit here and act like this world is not built on the whole, it's not what you know, it's who the you know. system. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Good for Tebow, but even better for us fans, because we're going to see him get absolutely fucking murdered by monsters, and I'm going to love every fucking second of it. <laughs> He's by monsters. <laughs> the monsters are coming, Tim. Oh, you- God. Better duck and duck and cover, duck I, and cover. I, I'll be honest. Outside of the Falcons, Jacksonville's probably going to be that one team I'm gonna I'm gonna hate watch every fucking weekend. Well, I like where we're at, and you should. The, we got exactly what we needed out of the draft, and I like everybody that we drafted. I like them all. We shall see. I I, mean, I don't know nearly enough about the Dolphins to assess what I think they'll be. I think they'll be slightly better than last year, but not by much because they did lose. Well, last year was a a fucked up year, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking talent wise. No, no, I not know even production saying. wise. I know what you're saying, but I I don't know how much of a better team. All of the games that we saw last year, yeah, I didn't. They, I, I just did. I didn't think it counted. I didn't think last year counted. I don't think. I don't think. You know, fucking Tom Brady winning another Super Bowl. I don't think it counted. I, 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 I just. Last year was such a fucked up year all the way around. Yeah. You know, and especially in the NFL, dude, dude those games were like, dude, they were playing, they, they, they weren't playing like, See, I, just, and I, I would say, I would say more so, especially in college football, right? Then the NFL, cause you're talking about professionals. You're no, talking I about, know, I know. You're talking about guys that, that have, uh, the majority of players have at least got a couple years in, uh, and they're professionals. But so was, they but, should, they should be able to withstand the oddity that was COVID better than college. College, you're talking about young kids that has less actual years in the sport that have only played in front of crowds, and you take that out, 
uh, and you also have players opt out. But and the difference is, is you had star players opting out. You didn't have star players opting out in the NFL, right? You you had third string backup defensive ends on uh, fucking Seattle. It's like, well, you were never going to see the field anyway. But like in, to to be a homer, we had our our saving grace quarterback transfer in from Wake Forest yeah. that was supposed to be yeah. the bridge until JT was ready and and he might JT Daniels might not have even seen the field because Jamie Newman should have been and could have been and was expected to be that good. Yeah, you had a fucked up year. I mean, but I'm because gonna... of COVID, you, you know, you didn't have a spring practice. New offensive coordinator. Once you get into summer practice, all the reps go to this guy, and then three weeks before the season starts, he throws up the deuces and he's fucking out. And there seems to be this one name going back to the draft. That was never called. And it was that motherfucker that not only did he fuck our start of our season for sure, which ended up sinking our entire season as far as any actual chance at postseason glory, but he didn't even get drafted. He didn't save himself for anything. So I, it, it, I'm too close to this situation for me to see that the NFL was anything any worse off than college to me college was far more effective oh no no i agree i'm not saying i'm not saying that college wasn't it was it was way more effective it was a bonkers show but to me the nfl was too all the games i was watching uh, it 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 just what they it didn't feel like the nfl it didn't no and and I'll, I'll 100% agree with you there. And I, and I don't know. And, you know, and I'm sure that the players that were playing the game felt the same way. You know, yeah. they, they had to. They had it would it affected everybody. What went down last year affected everybody. And that's why I say two has got a year under his belt, you know, because I don't even count last year. I don't even really, I don't. Well, I don't and, really and, count it. And that's what I was going to say is the. The silver lining to last year, NFL and college, except for you, <laughs> yeah, right. would be, and I'm speaking to you know the listeners here, if you had a team that didn't do so hot last year, not a big deal, because 2020 was a fucked up year in, in, in sports. But the way that you look at it is, you basically just had a season-long spring training yeah kind of yeah. or, or a season-long camp you you got to at least see what the talent level exactly could be yes it, it was a this is a set the bar type of season okay we'll see the guys they're in their pads they're in the stadiums they're playing games the points count and they're keeping track of who's winning so we can at least figure out you know fuck goals for this year we can look and see where we have some good spots and some spots for improvement for next year, which is uh, and, now this year. Yes, and I agree with that completely. I think they, I think they even just had a season last year just to see what the fuck they needed to do for this year. Yeah, I think that was the whole. And I'm glad. I'm glad that Miami had the year that was last year. Yeah, because we needed that. We needed that. We needed that. Uh, that year where nobody's really going to get hurt. There's yeah. not going to be a whole lot of injuries. You're, you're you know, watching. Not gonna be... You're watching 16 Pro Bowl games. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's basically what you're watching. Exactly. And and so and we needed that year, you know, yeah. to get uh, just to get the shit together to see what we needed for this year. And 
And like I said, the draft, what we got in the draft this year, I'm fucking psyched, dude. I am psyched. And I was happy with my draft as well. Overall, I think the draft outside of, there were a couple teams that just was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? I think we can take the AFC this year. I think we can. Unless Hulu goes to New England. I, I, that, I, New England's immediately going to be scary again, and I don't like that. I, I, I want If Julio's going to go anywhere, I would love for him to go to an AFC team because that, that means we likely won't see him. I would love to see him go to New England. I would love to see Miami not only play New England and Miami and beat them, but go to New England and beat them. With an Alabama fucking team, <laughs> and and Julio Jones get beat by his own fucking uh, dude. That's just it, so cruel, dude. That, <laughs> like no, no. And the reason I say that, this is the only reason I say that, is because of what you're talking about, the money thing. Mm-hmm. I love Julio Jones. I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not slamming him at all. Uh, but they have put him in a situation. Uh, his career, uh, well, uh, you know, he it's, put it's, himself there. It, well, no, I know, but well, his management and shit he like held that, out. He that, begged and cried right. for this big ass contract. Right. Forced their hand. Was like, you're going to retire a Falcon, Julio. Right, right. We'll never let you go, Julio. Right. We're going to build our team around you, Julio. Fuck you, Julio. Get the fuck out of Atlanta. Right. That's my take. Yeah. I love you. Thank you for your service. Your papers are over there. No, I know. You're looking at him as... Uh, straight, from a fan yeah, perspective. From a, from a you Falcons hurt my team more than you helped right. it. Right. Sayonara. Yes. Y- y- you had five good years but, with us that counted. Uh, everything that, other than that. This is, this is why I'm saying this. Julio is going to play with Cam Newton, who is the enemy. <laughs> Cam Newton's the enemy for both of us. Yes. For both of us. I hate and, that. Man. And so for me, that's kind of being a little bit of a traitor. <laughs> you know, you're you're an Alabama guy, you're going up there to catching passes from a fucking war, guy, you know, war tiger. And I know that's a weird fucking fucked up way for me to see shit. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying it would be great to see Tua and Waddle and all them Alabama dudes go up there and beat the shit out of them. And I really do believe that if not this year, uh, and I believe it'll be this year, I'm going to go on record and say that. I think this Ooh. year we will take the AFC. And, <laughs> the and, AFC East? And if not, yeah. I was going to say, you got a mountain to climb around Kansas City. No, I don't no, know. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the AFC East. <laughs> okay. but, but, and that's a, that's a tall order. It is. And if we don't do it this year, next year, not only will we do it, we'll go to the Super Bowl. Your love and undying hope and high expectations for your Dolphins amazes me. Dude, it's something that breathes life into me being a Falcons fan. I'm like, (laughs) it is possible to have faith in my shitty team. This is incredible. <laughs> like, we, we just got everything going for us in a direction that I've always wanted the Dolphins to go since Marino left. I since Clayton and Duper and Marino, since them days. And Zach Thomas, you know, he, Zach Thomas, God bless him, you know, he stayed there as long as he could. He was and the Dolphins' he, Jesse Tuggle. He, he, he was. And, and even, uh, um, Jason Taylor, all them guys, all them guys, they played their fucking heart out yep. in Miami. And uh and they they actually kept the people like me believing, hey, yeah, maybe this year, maybe this year. They didn't go full blown jets on exactly. you. Exactly. But what they really needed the whole time and it was to clean fucking house. And that's yeah. what I've been waiting to happen. And then when they brought Gase and dude, 
that the coaching, everything that's going on that they're doing right now, all the pieces that they're putting together is exactly what I think we need to do. And I've said that last year and, and I'll say it again next year because I really believe that they're building something in Miami that nobody sees that nobody, nobody really is paying attention to. Can I ask you an honest question, Doug? What's that? Has there been a year like where we're in, you know, going into June, getting ready, you know, OTAs are happening, summer camp's about to start, kicking off. Has there been a year where at this time of the year, you were like, ah, oh, we got no fucking chance? Yeah, many years. Okay, I, I haven't heard years. it. I haven't heard it. No, no, that's because you're, uh, we're, no, well, back in the, dude, you you i just have to ask to get a baseline of yeah, have, have you ever it. have you ever lost faith in your team no no i haven't I'm <laughs> okay not, i'm not gonna say that i have I, I haven't lost faith in my team but i will say this i've got more faith in my team now okay. than i have since marino and that is that's and fair that's saying a i'll lot. be honest i'll be honest i don't pay that much attention to afc teams right. especially you know i don't have a dog in that fight right um I'm I'm a very simple individual in this case, and that is I pay the closest and the most amount of attention to the closest team to me, and that's the one right down the road. So, and, and the ones in the division, you know, I hope I hope every Saints player breaks all their legs. I hope they grow a third leg just to break that one. And me with you, I despise <laughs> that team more than any other team in the NFL. Oh, yeah, and that's me with New England. And Same thing. Drew Brees retiring. You know, hey, you did good, son, but glad to see y'all taking a little backseat. You know, they're going to reboot, I'm sure. But, um, and I've been taking it from New England for years. Well, dude. this I've been is taking why, it, you know, and this is why I don't want Julio to go to New England. We already sent Muhammad Sanu up there, didn't like it, not a fan. Because you remember, I hate Cam Newton because he was an Auburn Tiger for, or no, 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 I, whoop. I got I got ahead of myself. Yep. I hate Cam Newton because he was a Florida Gator yes. first. Yes. And then he went from there to Auburn. In a deal that was rather shady. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit shady. And on top of that, the motherfuckers from Metro Atlanta, which in my mind's eye, default default you should be a Georgia Bulldog right. first. Right. Unless you just weren't fucking recruited which well that was a mark rick era if if he had one quarterback he wasn't looking at any others because he was a fucking moron but anyway you don't go if you're in georgia and georgia doesn't recruit you to go to florida, florida and then to auburn the only two teams that georgia plays every year right right that are our biggest competition and our biggest rivals that actually count. Fuck Georgia Tech. They mean nothing. To do that and then do what he did in college and then get drafted by the Carolina motherfucking Panthers. So now I got to see your ass twice a year. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. I cannot put into words how much I despise that man on the on the on the sports field on that you know in the world of sports. Hate him, hate him more than anybody. Right. Even more than Tom Brady. And that motherfucker has a lot of enemies. But the fact that he's in Tom Brady's still warm seat, uh, I come on, man. Come on, man. How can I hate this guy anymore? Well, there's one way, and that's put Julio Jones up there. I don't want him to be a patriot. 
I want him to fuck off my team, but I want him to go out west. Go be a ram. Go catch passes by my dog, Matt Stafford. Or if I can throw Arona a bone, go be a cardinal. cardinal. (laughs) Take Fitzgerald's spot. And that offense would, that team, in fact, that entire fucking team would be a terror. NFC West is where the Super Bowl contender is going to come from other than Tampa next year. If Julio goes to Arizona, it's a, it's a fucking lock. It's a 49er or it's a Cardinal or it's a Buccaneer that's going to be in the Super Bowl. I'll say that shit right now. It ain't going to be a Falcon and it damn sure ain't going to be a Saint. But if Julio's going to stay in the NFC, he needs to go out West. If he's going to go to the AFC, go be a charger or some shit. I don't give a fuck. We'll like, go get him. paid, <laughs> go get paid, but just go far away. Like, I don't want to have to, I don't want you on the schedule. I don't want to play against you. I definitely don't want you catching passes from cam and being a Patriot. Well, you know, you know, when we were first talking about Julio, I thought he might go to Miami. I thought Miami might make a play for Julio, uh, but, but in the draft, them going for Waddle made a lot more sense to me than them going to Julio, you know, cause they got to, come up with all that money to get him down there. Like there's teams that Julio could go that I actually would be happy for him. Like the Steelers or the Ravens. I would be, or the Colts. I would be like, fuck. Yeah. That, to me, those three teams or the Cardinals are a perfect fit. Anything else? I ain't going to like it. Hell green Bay. See, I'm, I'm torn there. I want Aaron Rodgers to leave green Bay. I'm tired of their dominance of the NFC North. Um, I would love to see Justin Fields actually come on the field in Chicago and actually tear that city up. Now, and I got plenty of reasons to not be a fan of Justin Justin Fields, but the Bears have not had anything to cheer for in a long time. And I would like to see him revive that. So Matt Stafford's no longer in Detroit. Uh, Yeah, where's he at? Where's he going? He's the Los Angeles Ram. Oh, okay. That's right. They swap quarterbacks. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. But but I I'll I'll never like the Vikings. Except for the two times they totally destroyed the Saints hopes in the playoffs. That's the only time I ever was happy for them. Well yeah. But I I fucking hate the Vikings. Uh Detroit's always gonna fucking suck. My parents lived in Detroit for years. I was kind of a you know, in law fan of Detroit. But that was just to be an underdog fan. That's a fun spot to be in. You know, oh, Detroit's never going to win more than five games. Fuck it. I'm rooting, them, I'm rooting for them every fucking game. Right. But they're never going to be shit. It's Green Bay's division, and I want to see that fucking franchise implode. Well, see, and that, you know, that was a, a thought that I had when they were talking about where Julio would go. And I was thinking, damn, you know, if he went to Green Bay, um, they would have a really good shot at the Super Bowl. And that would be what would keep Aaron Rodgers there. Yeah. Personally, okay, so when this when the news first broke about Aaron Rodgers and this whole deal right. and Julio wanting out of Atlanta, my first indication or my first in- inclination was this would be the best thing for TV is Aaron Rodgers, get the fuck out of Green Bay, Julio Jones, get the fuck out of Atlanta, but they're both going to play together and it ain't in Green Bay. And it'll be in fucking Las Vegas. Have Aaron Rodgers and Julio go play under John fucking Gruden 
that madman in Las Vegas and go finish their careers out as a Raider, a team that I could not give two shits less about that the Falcons never play and will likely not be in the Super Bowl. So for me, that was like the softest, also most fun landing spot that I would have been entertained and there would have been no reason for worry. It's like, that would be like the safe, the safe house for them. Go out there, tear that shit up, play the slots, get yelled at by Chucky and, uh, look cool in a badass looking uniform on a shitty team. I hear you. I would have been fucking, I would have been totally down for that. Did, uh, did you see the ESPN guy? What's his name? Kenny. Kenny Main? Kenny Main, yeah. At his um, last sports center. His, yeah. And, and he, he was said, fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he was trying to interview, like, his last, yes. That was fucking great. Oh, my God. He was trying to have job. an interview with Aaron, and the whole time he was like trying to be respectful, be like, don't really want to bring up the whole Green Bay thing. Yep. Obviously, a lot going on there. And Aaron Rodgers was just showering him with compliments and making Kenny feel very uncomfortable. Right. And so at the end, he was he like, said, "Fuck you!" Because he told him that to invest in Bitcoin. Though. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that was the week yeah. where it went down like forty yeah, percent. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. "Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers." Yeah. That was funny as hell. That was funny. As if hell. anybody doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, and you mildly follow sports or grew up in the '90s watching Sports Center, go on YouTube and look up Kenny Main Aaron Rodgers interview uh from this past week yeah it was kitty main's last thing very last on ESPN. yep uh, it was the last his last time period on espn it was funny as hell no it was great that was fucking uh, they couldn't have wrote that shit i'll be honest i had no idea that it was kenny main's exit party right. and it was just one night at that time and night nothing was on and i'm just flipping through the channels and i just fell on it right when he started the interview with aaron and i was like "Ooh, aaron hasn't given an interview at all right right this uh, so i just stopped on it because of that and then i i'm hearing aaron like just shower him with all this adoration i'm like jesus christ aaron get off the man's dick <laughs> but then it, you know on the bottom it was like kenny main's last appearance and i was yeah. like oh shit <laughs> okay <laughs> this is kind of a deal yeah that was funny as hell <laughs> he told me he invested a bitcoin it went down 40 percent. yeah that was funny <laughs> as hell and, and it, what else did he say he said something about uh uh, uh, he had to refi his house or something. I can't remember what the fuck he said, but the last thing he said was "fuck you, Aaron Rodgers," and he walked off the stage. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers is still up on the screen. You know, he's laughing and he goes, "I still love you, man. <laughs> I still love you." And he's gone. <laughs> oh, I found it. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, you should post that in the notes. Well, fuck it. Let's just play it right here. Yeah, go ahead and play it. But yeah, we'll post it in the notes described earlier is there a way that on that table you can knock some stuff out and find some kind of agreement or do you have something else that you want it to end as kid i don't know i don't even want to i've kind of That's said fine. my piece for the last part. what i want to say is one more time that thank you as a fan as a friend as a lover of sports you changed the way that we watch sports i remember vividly i was thinking back before this interview you know this morning about all the different uh, things that i appreciate about what you did on sports center and, and what sports center has meant to me over the years and i remember uh back in the day whether it's high school or college uh or my early years in the league when 
Sports Center was still our shows, and they would tape it a lot of times. You guys would tape it, and and if you got to, you know, if you got to the show at ten thirty at night, and you're watching it, and you missed the first half hour, you would go back and watch. You know, you'd watch it again just because you wanted to hear. And oftentimes, you get back into that, you know, eleven o'clock hour, and you'd be watching it, and you just love it so much. You want to hear the jokes that you made again. You want to hear, you know, talking about it and you know the incredible post game feasts and all the crazy things you would yell and say, or the monotone things you would say, or just the inflection in your voice and how you would deliver the highlights. It was rewatchable, and that's the beauty in how you changed the way Sports Center was done. So kudos to you! Congratulations on an incredible career. I'm so proud to know you. I'm so thankful to have been in so many of your main event skits. And uh, I know we're still going to be friends long after this is done, but it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to uh, uh, to work with you, buddy, and uh, excited for what's next for you. All of that's appreciated. Sorry to grill you so hard about the Packers, even though that's what the people want to know. But it sounds like you don't know, actually. So we'll let you decide that. Hey, just last thing. Last time we did the interview together, you told me to go heavy in the cryptocurrency game. I did. Uh, we're down 40%. Then I lost my job. Gretchen just wants a new comforter. F*** you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest sign-off ever. Yeah, she just wants a comforter. That's what he said. That's funny as hell. Gretchen uh, just wants a comforter. Don't worry, Kenny. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Crypto's going to bounce back. Oh, yeah. Don't let all that... Just don't sell it. Don't, don't let all that. Idiot. Don't let all that fake. Yeah, hodl, motherfucker. Don't let all that fake news from China, where they're supposedly banning it. That's all horse shit. They're gonna be mining the fuck oh, out of that. They've been mining the fuck out. Well, the yeah. news came out like two weeks ago saying oh, China is banning all crypto. Yeah. No, I know. Bull fucking shit. No, I know. Well, the, the, uh, what the, they're the, doing. This is what they're doing. They're uh, they're dropping it down. To where they can mine more of it quicker. That's what they're doing. That's what I mean. And but we're doing the same thing over here. I mean, guaranteed. There's Iran's fucking, doing the same thing. Yeah. Russia's doing every yeah. every player is and, doing the but same. But this shit. is the thing that sucks about that is because that because all these countries are now mining it. Um, they're going to mine it up. You know, they're going to mine it up quicker than what they had anticipated it being mined. Next shortage, up. crypto. Yeah, <laughs> dude. When Bitcoin, when when it's all mined, it's it's gonna go insane. Yeah, it's I mean, and they're not far away. They're only like maybe three thousand coins away or some shit like that. No, it's um, crazy. It's uh, it's absolutely crazy. But um, yeah. So you know, I know we said at the top that we wouldn't get all political. We kind of did a little bit. We got into a sports, um, touched on a few current events. Kenny Mayne, Aaron Rodgers, crypto. We could go on and on, but I I know that majority of our listeners don't don't come here for that. Maybe we can slowly edge them into some crypto curiosities. But um, yeah, man, COVID's over. COVID's over. COVID's in the coffin. Burn your mask. Yeah, stop wearing a goddamn mask, people. Like seriously, there's you, you you've either you've either already caught it and you didn't ever know it. In fact, I got an email today from the company that ordered my at-home COVID test a year ago that I never used. And I got an email. I'll read the motherfucker. Because <laughs> this shit was fucking hilarious to me. 
Um, the test that we sent you a year ago might not be very accurate. Here it is. Uh, okay, go ahead and read it. Or no, actually, it was sent to me on Wednesday. I'm slow at emails. But either way, it was like a year to the day from the time that I ordered it. And I never, I never did anything with it. Because I, I got it because I thought that I had COVID at one time because I felt real shitty about a year ago. To the point where I was like, I think I, it's past pollen season. It's past allergies. I, don't, I normally don't get sick in the summertime. Right. I've been sitting at home, not going out and interacting with that many people. I probably didn't catch anything. So it must be the vid. Now, so, now, is this test something you were supposed to send back to them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they mail it to you. Okay. Like, it was, it was the craziest shit ever. You couldn't get toilet paper. You couldn't order Lysol. I, I went through my healthcare provider, filled out this quick questionnaire, said, you know, said yes to a few things. In less than 24 hours, I had this test on my fucking doorstep. They wanted, please, everybody get tested. And I never even opened it. It's still in the box that it came in. I don't even know what the fucking thing looks like. Can but you I was, get your money back? <laughs> no, it was free. Oh, okay. Well, uh, this is when it was like government's paying for everything. Okay. Fucking send it. Tell them to tell them you want your government check. Send it back to the government. Well, I, I waited two days, and I was like, oh yeah, no, I don't feel that way anymore. I'm good. And so I just moved on with life, which means I probably had it to some degree, and I have whatever level of immunity. Anyway, my point is, is after a couple of days, I was like, I'm gonna keep this. This is gonna be like a fucking. Uh, memento, you know, the great COVID home test. And it'll be something that five years from now we'll look back on and be like, look at how archaic this is. Q-tips that you put up in your fucking brain. So anyway, I did nothing with it. It's somewhere in a closet that long since forgotten. But out of nowhere, I got this email. It's like, dude, you had 12 months. And it goes, "Uh, hi, Uh, ignore the rant. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for ordering a Blah, 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 at home collection kit. If you haven't already sent your kit back, collect your sample and ship the kit back to our lab for processing. (laughs) Your results will be made available in your account. Be sure to follow the directions and register your kit. (laughs) We won't be able to process your sample until the kit is registered. Thank you. And then the crazy, bloated, way too big uh, LabCorp company. Sincerely. And I was just like, wow, that is bizarre. You should open it and rub it on your toilet and put it in there and send it back to them. I should stick it up my ass. Rub it on your toilet seat <laughs> and then stick it in there. I should I should give it to my dog. Yeah, there you go. I'll test Buddy. Let him piss on it. <laughs> <laughs> After he pisses on the ground, go out there and dip it in Yeah, it. and then send it back and they're like, you're positive. I'll be like, yeah. You're I think we're full of bullshit here, fellas. But, uh, yeah, no, I was, <laughs> when all this shit went down, I was thinking about keeping my fucking STEMI check and keeping the at-home test kit that was never open and maybe, like, you know, like, it. like Beanie Babies, yeah, like maybe seven years from now, out of nowhere, it's like, fuck crypto, you got that COVID shit, yeah. man, fucking, who knows? It's a collectible. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah, expect 20 to... years. Hey, I got an unopened uh, COVID test from uh, back in 2020. I mean, I'm kind of... going to get for it on eBay. Kind of hoping we don't have a whole fucking global pandemic again in my lifetime. So I oh, figured yeah. this might be something that could be... Well, I figure the next one's going to take us all out. 
I think this was a dress rehearsal for the real thing. And and we failed miserably. And we maybe did. the vaccine wasn't for this one, but for the next one. Uh, what have I done? Dun, Everyone, dun, dun. go get vaccinated. Yes, please. Three times. It's been a fucked up year. Everything's over. It ain't over. I mean, really, we've got some pain coming. Believe this. The COVID chapter is uh, over. Yeah, the COVID chapter Anybody is over. Anybody peddling you any shit about- uh, Social distancing. That was already blown the fuck out of the water months yeah. ago. Yeah. They, they they scientifically finally realized there's no difference between three feet and fucking 60 feet. And we have eyewitness testimony of a, a, someone we know that was there this week, all week. New York City is back. Motherfuckers all over the fucking street. Yeah. Everybody, nobody's nobody's it, wearing... It, uh, nobody's yeah. worried about they, shit. She said, it's just like it never happened. Yeah. And I love it. And I was like, hey... Yeah, good. That's good. Yeah, it's the, good that people are like finally so fed up, you know. With yeah, we're over this shit. With the shit. Well, I like mean, for example, the Hawks uh, that play in a sport I could not give two flying fucks less about. I will watch soccer before I will watch NBA basketball. Yeah, but I mean, our beloved Atlanta Hawks are playing the New York Knicks in the first round of the playoffs. And game one and game two, but game one, I I did, you know take a peek into and it was like oh a hundred percent capacity up there in madison square garden ne'er a mask to be found place going off the chain just people. like it was 1998 like no difference just fucking everything it's done motherfuckers just going ape shit too because they've been fucking caged up for a year they're gonna go to the game they're gonna get drunk as they can get hawking loogies at trey young uh, yeah. like yeah. new yorkers spitting at the opponent's yeah. players yeah. baby new york is it's, back it's back but it, it, that whole bullshit of Biden saying, if you're fully vaccinated, come July 4th, you can have up to three people at your house to eat a cold hot dog. Go fuck yourself, old man. COVID is over. Nobody is going to yeah, act 4th, like it isn't. Well, you remember we said 4th of July is going to be, it's going to be very interesting this year. I really believe that. I, I think that. The uh, next thing to be scarce, the with, scarcity of fireworks. It's next. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Because yeah, we won't ship them in from China. The 4th of July holiday this year is uh, kind of concerning to me because you remember last year how L.A. just totally defied all the fucking shit and the helicopter views of all the fireworks going off. And to shit. me, that was the most beautiful I moment think, of all of last summer. I think this year is going to make that look like child's play. I, I do. And I think it's going to be going off all over the fucking country that way. And you know what comes with that kind of shit is the guns start coming out and people start shooting fucking guns and shit. And see, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And because I, I think you'll have munis- municipalities putting on their approved fireworks show, just like it was two, 2019. Everybody will say, "Well, we don't need to go out and buy all these fireworks. We can just go to the county square." Yeah, I, just, I, I, I don't, I, I don't I think, think it's, it's going to be that big a deal. I think that's changed. It's going to be some crazy shit. It's going to be a lot of drinking, a lot of alcohol. Motherfuckers are going to be off the chain because they've been fucking holed up for a year. And it could get interesting. That's all I'm saying. All it's, right. It could we, get very We're on the record? Yeah. So I will take the counter position in this um, prophecy. And I'll say, no, I think people will gladly accept uh, whatever change that happens, because it's not going to be 2019, but it will be 
this will be the actual new normal. Last year was not the new normal. Last year was the fuck you. We're keeping you in the cage and we're going to be rattling it the whole year. I think by the time we get to 4th of July, because it's already done, like it's over. You're, you're not going to be able to force people to stay inside or do any of that shit. So maybe LA might pop off that way. But as far as the country, no one's locked in their houses anymore. It's, it's fucking done. People are out moving around. Like I, I think that uh, they will gladly not hoard, you know, 120 pounds of fireworks in their backyard waiting for 4th of July. I think they'll, will much rather go to a restaurant and then take the kids over to the courthouse and watch the ship blow up. Well, I, I, think every, I, I think everybody should get on their mobile device and listen to the first Stumblewitch single on the 4th of July. Well, Myself. obviously. It goes, it goes perfectly with any firework with, display. Yes, it does. It's already synced up. Yes. You'll see. <laughs> absolutely. All right. And on that note. Uh, we are done for this we, week. Absolutely. Uh, this was this was very long. I feel like I'm jumping off the cliff by saying we'll see you next week. We'll see. I mean, I can't. I can't in good faith make a guarantee, but uh, it could happen. Until the next episode. Yeah, the next episode. That's the way we should put this. Until the next time, kids. Yeah. And stop beating the shit out of each other. Yes. I'm yeah. taking it back, Arona. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> See you motherfuckers next time. See ya.